What's up, fam? Uh, welcome to Never Settle Radio, where we help you actually understand what's genuinely important to scale your company. Um, I don't know how this is going to go. This is the first time that we've actually used uh, StreamYard to do this. So I'm hoping it actually works. I have no fucking clue at all. Um, but I think I'm not 100% sure. But Faris, are we talking about KPIs and shit today? I'm, I, I actually don't remember. KPIs, numbers, numbers galore. Fantastic. So essentially the things that you need to understand so you don't fuck up your business and actually understand where the issues might be so you can actually understand um, where you need to put your attention to actually scale the company and where you might need to fix the issues in your team or where you need to increase your skills or get your lead flow, whatever it is. It's uh, KPIs are really about um, a clear dashboard for understanding where your attention needs to be, what skills or what lever you need to pull to actually go in a direction that you want to go. Um, and if you don't understand them, you're pretty fucked. If you do <laughs> understand them, um, then you're in control, right? And the, the main thing we want to do in this episode, I think, is actually give you guys more control than not. Uh, mm. This is the third time I think we've tried to record this. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> let's, let's give this a go. Faris, how are you anyway? I'm doing good, man. If you guys hear me sniffling, just know it's not because I'm taking drugs. I'm just a little bit sick. Um, but I'm doing fantastic, man. And um, honestly, everything we're about to talk about here is like the, for a lot of people, uh, it's like the boring stuff. But it's absolutely the things that I've witnessed Chris talk about daily um, in the business. And it's been the driving factor for why we're able to stay focused. Um, so I'm really, really pumped to actually ask you a couple questions and, and extract all the goodies from you. Let's go. Hit it, man. So the first thing, let's just, I think for a lot of people defining what those are is going to be helpful. So like for, from, from marketing to, to actually signing the client on, like what are the KPIs, the key performance indicators uh, that somebody should actually be closely monitoring and tracking? Hmm. Uh, I guess it depends on the uh, company and the, uh, so what I mean when I say it depends on the company is like, are they a solopreneur? Do they have a team? Um, it mm. kind of depends on the company's current position more than anything else to where I believe that all of the numbers should be um, or like all of the the, the, the the KPIs they want to focus on are important at the same time too. Um, but the really obvious ones are like uh, if you want to sign clients, the goal of this is to be able to reverse engineer what activity needs to be done to be able in, in, in able in sorry what activity needs to be done in order for you to be able to sign the amount of clients that you want if that makes sense right or be able to base things off decisions wise and stuff as well you know decisions like should we hire someone do we have enough lead flow to do that or decisions like um do we need to train our team on being better at triaging to get better sales calls on calendar for our closes or maybe it's something like um, do we need to do some uh, product training to get some uh, clarification around whether we want to actually help increase the close rate in some way, shape, and form? And what's the issue behind that? What do I need to review? What do I need to do there? But the main things that we typically tend to focus on are how many leads do we get today? Um, right now, it's a combination of people that joined our group, um, people that opted into like a lead magnet in our group or in one of our profiles. Another one is like how many people opted into the ads that we have currently right now. Um, the next thing we're going to focus on is like, how many of those people did we speak to, right? So let's mm. have people and we spoke to 50 of them. Um, then we want to work out how many of those people actually responded to us, right? So like hundred, hundred leads, uh, 50 people that we actually reached out to speak to. And let's say 25 of those people actually, um, uh, had a conversation with us. 
And we asked, uh, out of those 25, we asked uh, seven of those people to come to a call, right? Uh, probably like maybe five, right? We asked five of those people to come to a call. Four of them actually said yes. Uh, three of them turned up. Two of them closed, right? So the numbers that we're actually focusing on are like how many leads, how many people did we speak to um, or, or did we reach out to? How many did we speak to? Um, how many did we ask to come to a call? How many showed up and how many closed, right? If you can understand those numbers and then understand your general general conversion rates on each of those, you can understand what area of the business typically needs to actually um, have some attention put into it. But also understanding some like benchmark KPIs for each of them can be good based mm. on industry and stuff as well. Um, I think a mistake that I used to make is like, we can be better than that. But I'm like, eh, it's actually kind of stupid. Um, in order for you to be at the industry standard, like in order for you to be better than the industry standard, be at the industry standard first. Yeah. Right. Um, that's kind of my opinion on it now after having worked with people like Will and stuff as well. It's like, um, don't try and be cute. And like uh, one of the, um, one of the, the, the common trends that I see in the industry is like, we've got a higher close rate. I'm like, that's fucking fantastic. Right. Off how many sales calls? Mm-hmm. They're like three. I'm like, okay, cool. That's fantastic. Right. Um, but the reality is, right, like if you were to chuck a close room with like uh, 100 sales calls a month and they were closing at 20%, which would be 20 clients versus you closing all three of your clients at 80%, I'd rather the 20% close with the 100 clients, uh, with the 100 sales mm. calls. I'd much rather that, right? It's so close rates, less, close rates less important than the actual, uh, you know, the, the goal that we're moving towards. So yeah. again, yeah. the main thing like leads, outreach, uh, how many people asked to come to a call? How many people showed up? How many people closed? Kind of the main thing. Six key KPIs. That's awesome, man. Um, and I think that obviously, you know, things can change a little bit as the team gets bigger. But honestly, for anybody that's like um, a solopreneur, those are so key to track. Then um, this is a really simple question because I know a lot of people are going to overthink this. Like, how how would you track this? Like as simple as you uh, can. How would somebody actually track it? Simple fucking Google tr- tracking sheet. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, um, but I, uh, good question. Cause I think like tracking itself might be hard some days, right? Um, yeah. what we actually do is we have a, uh, it's almost like a, like a placemat that we have in front of us at all times of the day. Right. So there's like two different ways, like there's, there's activity tracking and then there's like number reviewing and where you review them at the same time too, because activity tracking is like, how do I know how much I've done today and how much more I need to do? So an example of this is like, we typically have a sheet of paper in front of us that has like, a, like almost like a good grid. It kind of emulates a fucking, um, uh, a good, like a Google spreadsheet, if you want to call it that, right? Where it's like outreach. So like how many people to reach out to? How many replied? How many of those are meaningful conversations? How many of them would we ask them to a call? How many of the calls did we take? And how many strategy sessions did we book? And how many did we close, right? And we literally just like tally them as we go. So like if we've done 20 people, like 20 outreach, we've got like, uh, four full tally box things. Mm. You know the five tally thing. Yeah, that like four lines. Yeah, lines. Yeah, four, yeah. yeah right. <laughs> um, yeah. There's like four of those there, and uh, we're looking at uh, on a daily basis. Like um, we're like identifying how many outreach are there, how many people responded, how many asked them to call, how many turned up. But it's like right in front of us. That that that's how I'm tracking on a daily basis. And at the end of the day, we're putting that into the Google spreadsheet. So we can see across and then we can actually look at like the week's numbers as opposed to the day's activity, Mm. right? So we can actually look at uh, in the Google spreadsheet 
and the way that we do it is we have like a like a formulation that we set up so it actually immediately tells us the conversion rates from each of those different areas um and, and we can assess like okay cool this week um where is the area that needs to be focused on or doesn't like is is it nothing and everything's just going to be more of the same right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the answer to the question is like how do you track it like on a daily basis in the day it's like in front of me on the like placematty type thing right like manually then chuck the numbers into the spreadsheet at the end of the day so you can actually see what it looks like um across a week or a month or whatever it is and then we're reviewing those on a on a daily basis myself at the moment to see where the actual issues are but i'm looking at it not on a daily i'm looking at it on a weekly so when I'm reviewing at the end of the day, I'm looking at the week's numbers, not the day's numbers. Mm, like how you're making up to the week if you're trending. Right. But, if not, but, okay, cool. but during the day, I'm looking like during the day up until the day, at the point in time when I look at the weekly numbers at the end of the day, I'm looking at the yeah. daily, where are we at today? Because my question is like, we only want two sales calls a day that actually that the car books or someone else in team I book at the same time as well. So for me, I'm just like, have we got the two sales calls today? If not, why not? Mm. Yeah, yeah. And what needs to happen so that we hit the weekly goal. Correct. Fantastic. That's awesome, man. So, um, because I know that so many people, including myself before, overthink this part, and it's really just as simple as having that that sheet in front of you. So um, I, I want to take two examples here. One example being going down the organic path. So I'm going to use social media. I'm going to use that as a way for me to connect people, drive business. And then the other way is I'm going to use social media, but I'm using paid ads um or on paid ads and then just dialing people so if we want to start a little organic and i'm just posting content trying to reach out to people what would be the actual goals for each for those six kpis what would be kind of the benchmarks the goals and targets for each one so this is for organic or for organic yeah like, organic social organic? media um it depends on the goal right that's going to be contextual right like the, the 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 goal is like how many clients they want to sign give me give me an idea mm. of that yeah, cool. So let's say I want to start with uh, four clients a month. Four clients a month? Yeah, one a week. Yeah, it's fucking pretty easy. Um, so let's assume that close rate's 30%. Right? So uh, 30%, you want four clients. Th uh, four is 30% of what, 12? 12. 12. Yes. Yeah. Um, so it's 12 sales calls that you want, which means it's uh, three sales calls per week is what you want mm. to be doing, right? Um, so if you want to sign four clients up and you've got a 30% close rate, you, you want to be getting yourself uh, three calls per week, if that makes sense. Um, in order to do that, uh, you probably, if you're like the solopreneur type person, you probably want to go and ask people just generally come straight to a call and do proper discovery. But if you're taking a triage call, right, this is where I would add in another metric. The triage call, you want 75% plus of those people to actually go to the next stage. So ideally, you'd want to book four sales calls per week. Mm. Oh, sorry, four triage calls per week to get the three sales calls. Three sales calls. Cool. Right? Cool. Um, so then how, sorry? No, I was going to say, so then how many people do I have to have like conversations with to ask to yeah, come to a call to get that? So um, the if, if it's four triage calls per week to get the three sales calls to get the one client a week, right? It sounds like a lot, but it's actually really quick and easy. And the better you get skill-wise, the, the easier and better it is at the same time too. Mm -hmm. um, uh, in order to get four triage calls per week, you only really need to make one triage offer a day, meaning that you only need mm. to ask one person to come to call a day because you should be getting 80% of them to say yes, right? My suggestion is like uh, um, speed to call is really important here. 
So if you ask someone to come to a triage call, like get them on a call like now. Mm. So you can set them up for a sales call tomorrow, right? So you only need to ask one person to come to a call a day in order to make that happen. Um, if you want to ask one person to call to come, like one person to come to a call a day, um, a good conversion rate from conversations through to triage offer is typically about uh, 10 to 15. Like if you're unskilled, 10, 10%. If you're mucho skilled, 15 to 20, mm. right? So gotcha. um, hypothetically, if that were the case, you could do it with, uh, if, you were, if you were lower in skill, you would need 10 people to respond to you on a daily basis. If you were high in skill, you might only need five to six, right? right. Um, right. The quality of the leads matters as well. So like where the leads came from and everything else too, right? Like the, the, the higher the intent, the lead, the less people you need to speak to. So an example of this is like mm. if, they, um, if they opted into a two-step of yours, like a, like, a, like a lead magnet post, they're a high quality lead. If you've done like a direct offer post and people have commented on it, maybe you don't need to do shit and you can actually immediately sign four clients up just from that one post without having to do shit. Right. You go straight to the sales call at the same time as well, right? So it, it's contextual as to how many people you'd actually need to reach out to in that context. Um, however, um, let's assume that it's just uh, not like the world's most highest quality leads ever. Right. And it's come from- And a they new need group a lot of convos. Yeah. yeah, and it's come from a new group join or you're not that great at two-step posts yet or whatever it is. Um, ideally, you'd want between sort of uh, seven- and 10 active conversations on a daily basis, which means that you've done outbound and seven to 10 people have responded to you to make one to possibly two um, offers for someone to come to a call with you after you found a problem that you're speaking with about them in Messenger, right? My suggestion is make sure you don't fucking actually ask people to come to a call unless you found a problem. That's like the mm. secret sauce of all of it. I was given a great piece of advice recently from Will Hinkson. Um, the problem is the basis of the sale. If you can clarify and get that correct, the rest of the call and the process is yours to fuck up. Hmm, I like all that. Of it up, you can fuck all of it up as long as you make sure you get that part right. If you get that part right, the rest of it, you can make, you can stumble the way through it if that makes sense. Right? <laughs> um, so depending on the lead flow, right? Um, we're looking for like a 30 to 40% uh, response rate is probably the, the best way to explain it right so um for someone that might look like uh somewhere between 25 20 to 20 to 25 percent i say 20 to 25 outbound on a daily basis would get mm -hmm. you right depending yeah. on the leads, like th this would be if the the leads weren't as high quality meaning they weren't reaching out saying i want to pay you money, right yeah yeah but 20 to 25 um outbound on a daily basis would guarantee asking one person to come to a call because of the conversion rates. If your skill gets better, if your leads get better, if your um, uh, ability to find a problem gets better, it could be less, so much less. Like as an yeah. example, I, I did 20 outbound the other day and signed three clients, right? So because lead quality was high and my problem definition was high and I was able to actually... Um, uh, get people on a call and ask and uh, make an offer immediately if that makes sense too, right? So it's possible to actually do that much out, like twenty, like reach out to twenty people, get fucking fifteen people to respond and sign three clients on the same day. It's absolutely wow. possible to do, right? Yeah.
Let um, paint the picture of what's possible for people. That's awesome. But, 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 but however, the, the issue is that like that's not a daily experience in most people's cases. Right. 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 I was definitely going for learning and fruit at that point in time. There's no ifs or buts about it. I was absolutely doing that. I was trying to show the team what's possible. I was trying to make sure everyone knew what, was, what is like available to them if they do the right activity at the right time with the right people, right? But let's assume you don't have that luxury at this point in time, but you're working toward that. Um, if you do like 20 outbound a day and ask one person to come to a call on a daily basis, so like 100 a week, 400 a month, um, you'll, you'll hit your full clients. Um, there you the, go. The higher your skill gets, um, the easier it'll be for you to make that conversion rate come down. Mm. Sorry. Sorry. Activity come down. For yeah. The, and then the, just... I, I love how you framed it by focusing on the leading indicators too. Like if you just get 20 a day... One, one guy, a, a one person a day that you have to come to a call as opposed to thinking like, oh, how many calls am I booking? Because I think a lot of people early on, um, especially when the skill is not there, focus too much on the outcome as opposed to the things they need to put in there. So I love how you frame that, man. Um, so moving on to the example of, honestly, like if you're doing organic, I would I would go listen to those and put it in your notebook and make sure you're, you're reaching those numbers. Um, if somebody is, um, say... Uh, a bit more advanced, they're they're running ads to a uh, you know to their CRM, and then they're having somebody dial them to book appointments so that they could set it up for the closer. Like, what would their numbers be across the sales process? Every fifty dollars is essentially one call. Cool, right? That's that's kind of what it breaks down to, right? So, um, you could like depending on the 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 way you do dials, right? Like if you're out there fucking like pressing the numbers and shit like that's going to be hard but if you have in your crm you can just actually click the button and go dial it's a lot quicker and easier right um but 50 dollars equals one like triage call essentially um mm. but if you're really good at dials you can actually like in 50 dollars you can probably book a sales call as opposed to a triage call right um i know when i was doing dollars the day i was like it was like 50 dollars per sales call as opposed to a triage call um, but sometimes you strike luck as well, right? Like you can fucking your first ten dollars, you can get three sales calls. Um, <laughs> so the let me just close this. So the um uh, the answer to that is is like again, it comes like the the issue with dolls is like sometimes they're lower qual lower quality only by definition of like they don't have as 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 high affinity as someone in your organic would, right. Right? right, they've opted into something. They might have actually given you the details and stuff as well, but it doesn't mean that they've actually given you uh, the, the the like I would love to work with you mm. situation, right? Um, so my preference is absolutely messenger because of the, the 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 higher the quality of the person from someone who's been following on with your shit for fucking ages. But mm. with dials, like it, it's a numbers game, right? Fifty dollars one triage call. Or if you're really skilled, it's fifty fifty uh, dollars for one sales call. Um, and again, it could be that if you need the four sales calls per week to actually do that, or what was it, three or four? It was three. Four, so, four, uh, uh, three sales calls, four triage. So it'd be two hundred dollars yeah. a week to get your four triage calls, and then whatever comes from that. So uh, yeah, that so it's the same like, at the back end. Like yeah, it works out like after there. Forty dollars yeah. a day or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty right. realistic um, too, honestly. But I probably wouldn't do forty dollars a day. I'd probably do fifty-four. I'd probably do fifty-four days a week, or a yeah. hundred two days a week. Right. Right. Um, because that way you set yourself up for an easy ability to 
um, sorry, when I say an easy ability, I mean like uh, one of the biggest issues I hear people talk way too much about is like, I don't have the time. I'm like, we'll do a sales day two days a week and then a delivery day two days a week at the same time too, right? So maybe you have like Monday and Wednesday for fucking smiling and dialing. <laughs> um and then the, like the rest of the days where you're actually enrolling clients and serving them at the same time too hmm. Hmm. love it that's awesome man so um i guess once you once you actually understand whether the actual goals and kpis that i need to be looking at um whether it's organic or whether i'm running ads and dialing um i guess what what would be the frequency for reviewing the actual networks and like, who, who would I actually be reviewing it with? How will I, who would I should be sharing the information with? Do you mean numbers? Numbers, right. The metrics. Yeah. You said reviewing the networks. Metrics. Oh, metrics. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'll challenge it. I think he's, I, I really think you said, uh, <laughs> I, I, I really, you're the sick one, not me. Um, so the, what was the question? It was like, uh, at what frequency do you check in with who? Yeah, exactly. And with who exactly. I think people should be looking over their weekly numbers daily. Mm. That's my opinion, right? Um, meaning that like, you know, if if we if if our goal was to sell one client this week and we currently um haven't had no sales calls so far and it's Thursday, like why? Like we needed three sales calls to send our client this week. Like why have we not got that just yet? is the question to me. So I'd be looking through the numbers and working all of that out on a daily basis. Um, but the the two, like the the three days that are really good, are, um, Monday, because you can obviously, uh, you know, assess what happened last week and work out what activity you need to do this week, right? But one of my favorite days to do is like the end of Wednesday is where you can assess, are you on pace to hit goal this week? Meaning like, like with, the lev- with, with the, um, uh, with the activity happening, with the conversion rates, and with the calls that are on calendar right now, are you on pace to actually hit the targets that you want to hit this week or not? If not, what needs to happen for the rest of the week in order to do that? Do you need to up outbound? Do you need to speak to a specific type of lead? Do you need to uh, hit your pipeline? Do you need to do more lead flow? Do you need to drop a two-step post? Do you need to run, run some ads? Like, what what needs to happen at that point in time to hit those targets? Like, it's 10.45 a.m. Wednesday here right now. It feels like uh, I don't know what day it is. That's what day it feels like. But um, my goal is that this afternoon I'm going to check like what are we on pace for for the end of the week with the current conversion rates. That's my goal, right? Um, and then obviously at the end of the week, like what happened this week? What skills do we need to increase? I wouldn't look at skill increase in the middle of the week. I'd look at activity increase or activity yeah. target. At the end of the week, I'd look at skill increase. And, and, and why is that? Um, that's a good question. Is it, like a, is it like a control what you can control during the week kind of thing? Kind of, yeah, because to like get really good at a skill increase midweek is just fucking hard. Mm. Right? Like um uh halfway through a hockey game, they don't go they don't go and practice. Mm-hmm. Good enough. Right? They just think about how can we win this game based on where we're at right now. Yeah. Like halfway through a basketball game, they're not going, hey, let's go practice our jump shot. No, it's like you're in the fucking game, dickhead. Yeah. And basically, <laughs> But, but based off the stats right now, we need like we, we need to be shooting six more three pointers for us to, for us to even get a shot at this. Right, 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 right. Right. Um, but at the end, of, like at the end of the game, at the end of the week, um, you can be looking. Okay, cool. Like we'll have to review game tape and work out where we could have been better. Mm, man, for anybody that actually likes sports, like 
that is a fucking amazing analogy that I would be adopting the fuck out of and uh, embodying. Um, so once now somebody actually understands like the importance and what the actual KPIs are. So at this point, they've covered the six key KPIs, what the actual benchmarks are. So they actually know where they need to be moving towards, how frequent they need to be reviewing and what they need to be looking for. Then I guess my question is, um, this would be a bit of a, a more advanced one, right? Is um, what are the actual leading indicators that could actually give me a glimpse into the future or the performance of my business and of what's possible? Give me an example of what you mean. Right. So um, one of the things that you know I was thinking about is once you are able to work out how many dms it takes you to sign a client based off your performance over time you could then work out yeah yeah yeah. got you um how much how much sorry how much activity it takes to book a call how many calls it takes to sign a client that's Mm. like it right yeah um anything in between those two things is a skill deficit or a lead quality deficit that's pretty much it Mm. so skill deficit lead quality deficit or an efficiency deficit because you can be highly skilled, but you wait, but but you come across way too. Uh, sorry, you can be highly skilled, but you get so skilled that you get way too smart, and you aren't efficient. Mm. Interesting, interesting. Right. Um, an example of this is like, yeah, man, I'm fucking super skilled. I'm going to do twenty outbound today. When you know for fucking every reason you should be doing fifty. Right. So your 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 skill almost determines your, determines your standard when your standard should just be a thing that you hold and your skill just increases to meet it. Mm. Does that make sense? So yeah, like the end absolutely. Like, how much activity to get a call? How many calls to get a client? Yeah. And, th- and those would essentially, like, if, if once you know those two things, right, because then you can paint the picture of, like, cool, if I had two people doing this and hitting those general numbers, or if I was doing bigger numbers, you could actually see what's possible. I remember when um, I was your client, and for the first time, you told me about this, and I was like, oh, shit, it's taken me 30 DMs to sign a client when it used to take me 100. So if I send mm-hmm. 700 DMs this month, I can sign, like, a client to do, like, 60K, and I was like, whoa. Um, and once I knew what was possible, it inspired me so much. Um so I like how you, it was two things. I didn't pick those up. So I guess my next question would be actually around interpreting DMs and um, not DMs, interpreting the KPIs and making sure that you're not following the trap of any biases or limitations. So like what are just based on your experience, like what are some of the potential biases or limitations that somebody may come across in the data and how can they prevent that? I used to think I was really skilled and great at pipeline. I am. Half our money's come from pipeline. But my ego was like, yeah, that means I don't need new leads. So I would focus on building the audience, but at a really slow rate. And I wasn't focused on, oh, our group just needs to grow before we can actually get more clients. That's it. Like that, mm. that's the piece. We need fresh blood. Right. So my boss is like, we're so skilled that it's possible to do this. Then we added a team and I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm the skilled one. Not to say our team isn't skilled. Our team is highly fucking skilled. But uh, they don't have the experience at this point in time and the time in field that I have had. And they don't have the same affinity with the actual type of lead that we currently have right now. Because like at the end of the day, 
the actual people, uh, if they have the affinity level, it's that like they're there to either get help from like probably you or me, right? So the people that they're speaking to, they don't have as high of affinity with. So we just need more people to speak to in in, in relation to that, right? Um, as opposed to being able to lean on the bias of we can just manage pipeline and that would be the game. We needed more mm. leads, more often, the actual situation that we needed to come across there. So my bias uh, had to be destroyed or my belief had to be destroyed that we'd be able to get across with just pipeline. Pipeline is unbelievably important. You can make 50% more money every month, but you still need to be focused on getting much more lead flow to be able to give yourself a running shot at doing that for yourself and your team. That's probably the biggest uh, thing that I had oh. to destroy. That's so valuable, man. Like for somebody that's probably on their pace to like trying to bring on a setter or somebody that's looking to uh, get past like uh, oh, you know, don't six even start me. Don't even fucking start me. The biggest reason why people fail with appointments, like me included, right? I, I probably burnt three appointments that is because we didn't have the lead flow to support them to be able to actually get enough conversations going because I thought that they'd be just as good as me or I thought they'd have the same affinity as me or I thought that something like that would be across and like I was the fucking problem, not them. Like I didn't get them the I didn't get them the leads they needed to be able to do something about this, and like I fucking failed them. Mm. Um, and that's something that uh, is no longer the case, which is good. Um, but now there's new problems, right? But that that was definitely yeah. a huge thing that I had to be really, 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 really cautious of. Wow, wow. Um, so for somebody that's um, currently tracking and, and wants some help with this. Um, and has a bit of trouble with actually interpreting um, numbers. Like, do you have any assets or any specific things that you feel like what they would actually be valuable to check out around this? Yeah, we have the seven-figure KPI checklist, I think it was called, or seven-figure KPI guide. Um, it mm. essentially solves the problem of like, what do I track? How do I track it? When do I track it? What do I check? Um, mm. So it really clearly outlines that. I think there's a training in our group that speaks to numbers at the same time too. And my suggestion is like, come ask me or Faris, look at your numbers straight up. If, if we look yeah. at your numbers, we can see that we can help. We'll tell you we can help or we'll give you insight as to what to do from there either way. That's my suggestion. Legit. Come yeah. pay me money. Come pay me money. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's um, you know, what's interesting. Like we were just, I was just looking at a uh, client recently and their numbers as well. And this is just, you know, from the number of times that, we've reviewed numbers together and the level of comprehension we have around this just through looking at their numbers, we were able to work out uh, a really simple bottleneck that they didn't pick up. And without having to even increase activity just by, you know, reviewing things after the game, they were able to go from four clients to like seven a month, just because they had a, a show. Issue. They didn't even, uh, I think this was um, tell at some point when they, right. when they were looking yeah. at their KPI and they were like, Oh shit, if I just did this one thing without changing any activity, I could just sign more clients out. Um, yeah, he's absolutely savage. And of course, he fixed fix it and signed more clients up. It's um, awesome, man. So I guess, do you have any um, uh, stories, thoughts, or lessons just from your experience around numbers, KPIs that you feel like? Yeah, man, 100%. Don't be stupid and try to work it out yourself, legit. Because like numbers are hard mm. to read, right? And you're, um, you will lie to yourself and you need someone and you need an outside perspective to not lie to you about why your numbers are shit. Wow. That, 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 that's my genuine uh, belief behind this, right? Um, you need someone, you need an outside perspective to tell you that you were shit and that you, those numbers need to come up. 
Um, cause otherwise you will lie to yourself about it. And that's like the most common thing I've, it's happened to me. I've seen it happen to other people at the same time as well. It's like, um, uh, there's only a, f like, there's only a few special people that are able to get themselves prepped for a bodybuilding show by looking at the actual macros and everything else. They need someone to be able to outline what it is that they actually need to do with the actual amount of calories in versus calories out versus the actual amount of activity they're doing on a daily basis. Because um, most humans are prone to making bad decisions. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. um, there's like, you can maybe you can read and interpret the numbers, but like, how do you know that you're in a position that you can actually fix that? You know, what skill to actually upgrade or what to do or how to actually upgrade that skill or what to do about it in the first place. Um, and working with like, ideally having, and this is, I'm not saying come work with us, but you shouldn't pay, pay us money. Um, <laughs> is... Uh, having outside insight to give you examples of what it looks like to actually bring those numbers up and help role play that shit with you or give you um, clear templates or insights just speeds the process up by a fucking Brazilian, right? And mm. there is a point that we don't review the numbers of. Like, it's like the most important thing. We had a guy sign up this yeah. week because like, I just want you to review my numbers. Like, okay, we can do that. That's not an issue, right? We just review, review your numbers every week and tell you yeah. what to do and how not to fuck things up. Yeah. So, like, so what did my, 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 my biggest suggestion is like find someone who knows how to interpret them properly and have them share with you what they would do if they were in your position every single week and trust their experience and don't fucking like stop being uh, like stop trying to be so smart. It's like I can be better than that. Like facts and numbers don't care about your feelings hmm. at all. Facts and numbers don't care about your feelings. So don't think you're good. If the numbers don't show that you're good, you're not fucking good. Shut up and understand the numbers. Legit, legit. Um, love that. So then, no, knowing that there's going to be people out there who, uh, even with that disclaimer and with that advice, they'll still look at it and be like, "Yeah, no, I'll still do this on my own." What do you think is the underlying like belief or or thought there that leads them to not want to get help or not, you know, um, actually it's admit that there's somebody? cost fallacy i've paid thousands of people in the past who haven't been able to get me a result i need to work out what to do before i even work with someone ever again mm. what'd you say what is it called sunk cost fallacy i've spent sunk so much money fallacy. i've spent so much money on getting help in the past i just need to start seeing some results before i start paying people more money because i've made bad decisions in the past mm. wow that's my honest opinion sunk cost fallacy because like it's a fallacy, it's a lie. And yeah. what you want to do is make sure you don't like you want like it's like the belief you want to recoup the money that you've spent before you spend any more money on it getting help. Right. 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 Which is kind of like saying, um hmm, I don't know. It's kind of like saying that uh I want to keep I want to lose weight. And I just want to keep running. I want to keep running and I want to keep running and I want to keep running. 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 But you've got nothing left in the tank. You need to eat. You need to like rest up. You need to actually be in a position where you have the ability to replenish what's missing and be able to be able to go out the next day and do the same. Right. Just because you spent all this fucking money on someone that didn't work out for you doesn't mean that you're going to be able to actually go out there and work this shit out yourself. You might be able to, but if you could, you'd already be able to do it yourself now. 
That's my opinion. I don't know. That was a really bad analogy and an example. And I'll probably get berated for that when someone listens to it at the same time too. But the reality is that like most people are just too scared to pay money to someone else because they want to recoup the money that they've lost in the past. But the mm-hmm. reality is that they don't have the skills to be able to recoup the money. And that's the problem. Wow. Wow. So knowing you and you probably have gone, you know, you've probably helped a lot of people who have had that some cost fallacy uh, belief actually overcome that and see a different way of doing things. Like what does that conversation like typically look like? How many more months can you go with things, things are shit for you? Like things aren't working for you right now. Like how, how many more months can you go in the, the, where, where, where they're not working for you? Like, do, do you have the ability to be able to bring it up yourself? Even if they say, yes, cool. Walk me through that. Walk me through how you're going to do that. And if you haven't been able to do that up until now, what makes you think it's going to change now? Um, what do you need to do before you go to bed tonight? that will give you the best running shot at being able to make sure that you can hit the goals that you want to get to within the month, as opposed to the year, what do you need to do? Who's helped you need to get? And what do you need to surrender as a part of your ego that would help you allow you to, that would help and allow you to do that in the quickest and best, uh, clearest way possible, as opposed to putting yourself in a position that would um, just make things harder for you. Cause that's where you're going right now. That's the end of it. I, I, like, I, I would just yeah. keep looping around that, right? Like, right. you, you make, you make that decision. Yeah, cost of inaction. That's it. Legit. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Um, yeah, honestly, like, if I was sitting there and I had no idea what I'm doing with my numbers, the number one thing that I would be looking for is exactly as you described, somebody who actually knows what the fuck they're doing. Um so grateful I did (laughs) when I started my agency did that I'd probably be one of those people right now sitting there listening to this being like oh fuck yeah I probably should have done that (laughs) yeah we should wrap this up yeah uh, good value yeah so much hey um do you have any final thoughts on your end yeah pay pay us money to help you take your numbers from where they are to where you want them to be yeah same here so that, that like uh, if you want some like inspirational thing it's it's not that like pay us money yeah and we'll, we'll get some real help right get some real help. <laughs> um <laughs> cool yeah. that's if you if you guys do want to do that like either hit myself ferris or kyle up and we'll chat about that but other than that like grab our uh seven figure kpi document um that will give you a bit of a clear insight at the same time too um and just like review your numbers right like if and if you can't work it out hit us up happy to help Thanks, guys. See you all soon, all right? Peace.